The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. G. Cobb with you on VoiceAmericaSports.com. And, uh, well, of course, uh, we got the base, big baseball game on and Got the Eagles headed to San Francisco uh, to play the Niners. So, uh, you know, things are going to be very interesting. Uh, I've got um, Denny Basins uh, joining me. How you doing, Denny? I'm doing well. Um, this is going to be, I mean, this is a big game coming up to, uh, on Sunday for the Birds, as well as, uh, of course, you've got a big game going on right now with the Phillies. Uh, what's your take on things so far in the, in the, in the game, uh, Denny? The uh, Phillies? Uh, yeah. Well, Roy Oswalt's uh, struggling a little bit right now. Uh, he's gotten hit around a little bit. He's look, it looks like he has some trouble with his command. But he's still been able to get out of a couple tight jams, and he's kept the game at 2 nothing right now. Now the offense just needs to get behind him and put some runs up on the board. Yeah, and, you know, it also didn't help that, um, you know, with, uh, with Udley with the two errors. Yeah, that was bad. That made him really get a five outs in the inning and uh, cost him one of the two runs he's given up so far. Yeah, because you know, uh, one run is—I mean, two runs, big difference in uh, one run in a uh, when you're talking playoffs, you know. For sure, that so. if you remember last year against the uh, Dodgers, that actually uh, cost them the uh, second game when Utley had a couple of bad throws on the road there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, now that you mention it, uh, boy, that's. Uh, and uh, I didn't see the first error. I saw the second one. Was a, what, what was the first error? Was it a throwing error, or was it a uh, uh, well, he, ball? Well, he actually made a nice play to keep the ball from going to the outfield, but then he threw a little wide of Ryan Howard and uh, made him take his foot off the bag. So it, I don't know if that, call him, that is classified as an error, but either way, uh, it wasn't good. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, well. You know, the, the big thing is, you know, uh, something like that happens early in a game. You know, you you're, um, you got a team that um, has, uh, you know, been through this stuff. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're not going to panic. It's, it's, it's still very early in the game. And, and that's the thing that, um, you know, the Reds are going to have to deal with is, you know, the Phillies, you know, have done this before, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're certainly – they're four years of uh, – postseason experience now and yeah. Phillies have come back and have had to come back in a number of these postseason games so I mean like it, just being down 2 nothing early in a the division series with a very they're already up one now. to nothing so yeah you know I, I think it, that uh, phase them. yeah they, you know that gives them plenty of time to come back so that really puts a lot of pressure if you ask me puts a lot of pressure on uh Cincinnati, because, you know, they know how to put the pressure on them, you know, similar to the way the Yankees do, which is guys have good at-bats. You know, everybody goes up there to the plate. Mm-hmm. doesn't help out the pitcher. You make sure that uh, he's working. And uh, in due time, keeping that pressure up on him is going to make him throw more good pitches than he can throw. And uh, he ends up, you know, helping you by uh, right, you know, by walking a few guys and then – yeah, then and grooving a fastball, grooving a pitch, get a pitch up in the zone, and boom, before you know it, they're, you know, they're right back in it. So um, that's the good thing about the fills and everything. Now, uh, we got to talk about, um, you know, the game the other night with um, the man right now, uh, Roy Oswald. I mean, Roy Holiday. <laughs> yeah, it is Roy Oswald now, but Roy Holiday and the game. When did you think 
that he had a chance to to, to pitch a, a no hitter. Uh, really uh, you were very confident. What inning was it? And really what did you think chance. of the overall performance? Yeah, I, th- I thought he had a chance around the fifth inning because by then, like Cincinnati, they looked so helpless at the plate. Uh, they were sw- they couldn't hit him. He had such good movement on his pitches. Uh, he had got some really good break on it. Uh, it was at the point where the announcers on TBS couldn't identify the pitches that he was throwing, and the performance as a whole, obviously, it's it's one for the ages. There hasn't been one quite like this since 1956. I mean, cer- certainly, it's not something that you're going to see again for a very long time. Uh, you know, really, uh, you know, just an amazing performance. Um, as you said, you know, one for the ages, uh, and one that we're going to have to wait a long time before we see uh, somebody come through here with one of those. Uh, oh, but yeah. um, uh, now, you know, I, I, I got into a conversation, you know, that night about this game, you know, and it was an extraordinary performance and all that. But uh, it still was just one game, you know. Yeah, sure. Even as extraordinary as the performance was, uh, it was just one game. And and my thing is um, that, you know, I wonder is um, do you think, uh, you know, the, the Phillies will let something like that? I mean, uh, you know, that, is that the kind of thing, you know, that could be, you know, kind of thing that is just like, you know, you got to take a breath to, to, to you know, uh, to swallow it that hey, um, this guy pitches a, a no hitter, almost a perfect game, and um, we just get one we get one victory for that. We don't get two. Uh, do you think that's somewhat of a letdown? I mean, for everybody, uh, you know, after that, knowing that hey, well, we already know now that you know you're not going to follow up a game like that. Um, sure, now they find a way to win, of course. You know, just it's all about finding ways to win, but. Uh, you know, the fact that, you know, it's such an extraordinary performance that uh, I don't know, how do, you, how do you not have some type of a letdown? Well, sure. Like, after that, like, it's such a tough act to follow. And, I mean, they're, the only thing that you would hope for is maybe because, like, the, uh, you know, the thing I had in game one was the, uh, the heart of the order, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Jason Worth, not one of them recorded a base hit, so you'd hope that, they'd be more likely to step up in this next game and make a difference that way. And yeah, I saw Howard, he got him a hit. Um, yeah, he I don't, won in the third inning. Yeah, I saw him get a hit it. and everything. But uh, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you, you can't. Like, really, uh, Shane Victorino was responsible for three of the four runs. He scored one of them and drove in the other two. And yeah. beyond that, there wasn't much from the offense. I mean, you got and you were helped out by... The Reds making some errors early in the game that uh, let them get ahead and, and score those three runs in the second inning. That's true. That's true. You, you know, you, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. You know, that the great pitching, you know, gives you that uh, support to where you're able to win some games like that. You know, uh, when you're out there uh, really hitting the ball real well. Now. Um, do you see anybody else? I mean, you saw the the game that Lemsicum had last night. Yes. Uh, you concerned anything about you know? You look out there, those Giants. I mean, the one thing they have is they do have some pitching. They don't have much when it comes to hitting, but phew. well, sure. I mean, they, they got, got a... some pitching. <laughs> yeah, they, obviously they have Lemsicum, who didn't have a great regular season, but it looks like he's um, certainly picked it up a little bit now that the postseason has begun. And they've got Matt Cain to follow him up, who's also one of the better pitchers in the National League. And they have a couple guys that who might not be as good as Cain or Lincecum, but they've traditionally given the Phillies trouble over the years. That would be uh, Jonathan Sanchez and uh, Barry Zito, a couple of uh, left-handers. Yeah. The, San Francisco is like the one team that probably worries you more than anything else, especially given this season the Phillies' offense is been hot and cold, and when they go through a cold spell, it can last a little longer than you'd want it to last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, um, 
hopefully they, you know, they get it together because, you know, you just, you you know that, you know, they're going to get the pitching. I mean, I think really right now, you know, just in getting out of some of those jams, Oswald showed the kind of composure that, you know, uh, that you get now, you know, you, it's unusual, you know, you see those errors like that. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, you give up a run here or there, but if you keep it so close, you keep so much pressure on uh, the uh, the Reds that at one point or another, you know, they're, they're going to uh, they're gonna cave in. I mean, because, you know, keeping that in, intense pressure on them, you know, the whole time, it's uh, really hard for them to um, to deal with that, so... Um, let's see. Uh, let's see what it's on. Oh, okay. So I, I, I'm just reading some of the comments some of the people are having uh, uh. as they look at the game, you know. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. What, is there one team you do you think you'd rather see them play as compared to? Uh, you'd rather see them play the the Braves or or, or the Giants? Oh, certainly, I'd rather see him play the Braves just because, that, again, that pitching staff for San Francisco is lethal. Like Maybe on paper it isn't as good as the Phillies, but I think they match up very well against the Phillies, and that could give them problems, whereas Atlanta, like San Francisco, struggles to score a little bit. I mean, they're missing uh, Chipper Jones and Martin Prado, two important guys from that lineup. And beyond Tim Hudson, their pitching staff isn't very deep. So it's certainly to the Phillies' benefit if they were to match up with the Braves instead of San Francisco. And also, I think it would help the Phillies maybe not to have to deal with like a West Coast trip. It might make it a little easier for them to go on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how this whole thing plays out. But, you know, one of the things that um, – uh, I wonder about, uh, you know, I look at over the American League, you, you see you've got the Rays, they're down 0-2, uh, lost two games at home. Uh, you've got the uh, Twins down 0-2, lost two games at home. How much is the, uh, <laughs> you know, how much is the home field advantage? I mean, you know, really, uh, you know, it should be something. I know it's not everything, but uh, shouldn't it be worth something? Yeah, you would think. Uh, but, again, look, look at who you are. Some of these teams have pitching out there. You have for the Yankees and the uh, um, Rangers. You have two um, elite veteran guys who have been in big spots before. That this isn't a big deal to them, like a CC Sabathia and a Cliff Lee. And uh, we saw how good Cliff Lee was in the playoffs a year ago. And CC Sabathia was also very good. Now he didn't have a great game on Monday, but also the Yankees are filled with guys that like the Phillies who have won before and knows what it takes to have success in the playoffs. And that helps them climb back and beat the Twins in that game one and again in game two. Well, you know, the thing also about the uh, the games is that the um, Twins have been ahead of the Yankees in almost all of the games. Uh, I think they said it might have been eight games in a row. They've been ahead of them, and they lost all of them. I mean, that – that's astounding. They were ahead in all those games, and despite that, they lost all those games. And out once that, I guess, can get to the point to where you know you don't have any confidence. I mean, if you don't, yeah, if you can't feel like confident that. when you get ahead, you know when can you feel confident? I mean, you know, if you can't, you're going like, well, we can't feel confident. I know we just jumped ahead, but we can't feel that confident about because we always lose to these guys. And well, when can you feel confident then if you? You know, if you can't feel confident when you get ahead of them, you know. So that yeah, uh, like that, that's not good. You, you're going to have a until you actually beat them. I mean, there's always going to be those demons, uh, those bad thoughts floating in your head, and it becomes a factor. It's like a mental edge for the other team. Yeah, and then the the, uh, the Yankees, you know, the, you know, as I said, and I, I think that the Phillies have the ability to do the same thing. Is when you got a team. Who's who's not going to help you? Now I see it's three to nothing. Somebody hit a home run, huh? Yeah, Jay Bruce just hit one out. Yeah, they're they're uh, man, they're they're, they're, they're uh, they got some bats. I mean, yeah, this is the yeah. um, top offensive team in the National League. Led the National League in average home runs, RBIs. 
Yeah, well, you know, the, the Phillies' bats are going to have to open up. Then I mean, they're going to have to wake up. You know, yeah. uh, they don't need to score uh, eight. You know, let's get five, you know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the thing is, though, they got to go up. It, it goes, like uh, I said, with with a good at bat. You're not talking about, um, you know, you don't need guys going up there trying to be here all the way. Go up there and get a good at bat. But, anyway, we'll be back on the other side. We'll talk about the, the Eagles and uh, their battle with the San Francisco 49ers. We'll be, we'll, we'll be back with you in a moment. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Here's what's happening this week on Forever Hunting's Trail with Jim and Trav. The Elk Ridge Boys, Joe Bonsal, New Mexico Elk Outfitter Ray Milligan, actor and outdoorsman Vinnie Jones, and National Geographic host for Expedition Wild, Casey Anderson, will be our special guest. And we'll be headed on the trail with a guy whose favorite country song is, If the Phone Don't Ring, You'll Know It's Me. We're talking about those guys from Vanderbilt's, your work boot center, Wednesdays at 1 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb back with you uh, with uh, Denny Basins. Uh, do, am I saying your name properly, uh, Denny? Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. So, so it's uh, okay with the A. Okay. So, so Denny, um, see that uh, Phils are down three uh, zero. I didn't see the home run. What, what, what kind of pitch was it? What happened on that home run uh, by uh, Jay Bruce? Well, it looked like it was all just uh, hung one over the middle of the plate, and Bruce just uh, it, it looked like it, uh, it looked like it was a curveball or a fastball or what was it? I thought it was a curve. It looked like the curve of a high. That he left a hanger up there in his eyes, huh? Yep. Well, you know, that's never good. <laughs> no, no, you can't make mistakes like that. But again, yeah. Well, you... um, now you know we have uh, uh, we have talked about uh, the birds. Uh, we have to. I mean, we've talked about the fields. We got to talk about the birds uh, and uh, the the uh, game they've got coming up. Uh, how do you feel about it? Um, what do you think their chances are of going out there in San Francisco and beating, uh, you know, a, a winless, and I emphasize the word winless, going out there and beating a winless San Francisco 49er team? Well, this is a very tough spot for the Eagles. Now, San Francisco, this is a team that was supposed to win the NFC West this year, uh, with Kurt Warner retiring out in Arizona and that team taking a step back. But the 49ers have been a big disappointment this year uh, so far going 0-4. They're not playing very well on offense. They've already fired their offensive coordinator. They're just struggling to get anything done. And they lost the game they should have won last week to Atlanta. And you wonder, how long is this going to continue for them? This is, you know, this is a hungry team that 
playing on a prime time, trying to save their season. And you've got the Eagles coming in with, it just seems like they're losing more players to injury every week. They're, they're missing, they're going to miss uh, Asante Samuel. So the defense is going to take a hit. And the 49ers, you can expect them to run the football a lot again now that uh, Washington really exposed that flaw in the uh, defense last week. So I think it's a tough spot for the Eagles this week. Well, you know, I don't think there's uh, any doubt there that uh, this is a, t- a tough spot because, you know, you you got a, uh, a football team uh, that just got, you know, showed up late for the game, I thought, and yeah. then just got, you know, pounded where right away they show up late for the game. Just, you know, they're getting punched right in the mouth. I mean, you know, just from the outset, boom, they're just, they're just getting hit right in the mouth. And uh, they don't uh, they don't answer, you know. They they take f- till the uh, second quarter before they even answer, show any life. And uh, you just can't do that where you come out and let a team just jump on you like that. Just just can't do that. You 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 got to uh, you got to you know you got to answer quicker and better than that. Uh, so. Uh, what what did you think? You got to change in the lineup with um, King Jordan's bench, and uh, they're going with um, with the Moises uh, Foku. Okay, now Moises Foku, uh, he may be a more natural uh, strong side linebacker than Akeem Jordan. Uh, Jordan was out there mostly because the uh, coach didn't feel like Foku was doing a good enough job, and they thought Jordan was the best option. But now what Foku brings that I like is a little more of a physical element that isn't always there with the uh, defense that might help him a little bit against the run. But he also was a guy who took some bad penalties last year, which is the last thing this defense needs. There were plenty of those to go around last week. Yeah, that, that's that's for sure. Um, so what, uh, what though, um, I mean, do you, you, you feel uh, confident about them being able to get in there and do the job or what? Um, I don't think so. I don't think this defense is. Uh, well, I think they certainly can play better than what they did last week. I think you're going to see a lot of this inconsistency throughout the season. Uh, I just I just don't think the uh, the linebackers are good enough, or big enough to make a big difference and consistently improve against the run. So you you just don't think that they're. Uh... Uh, that that the lack of the size is just going to continue to be <clears throat> an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that could very that could very well be the be the point. I mean, where they just uh, just continue to j- just not be able to get the job done there because um, it definitely is frustrating uh, when you, when you see a team you know that doesn't show up when the game starts. Uh, that's you know. Um, you know, you can get beat and everything, but, you know, you just don't show up. It's look like you, you know, you, you, clearly. And then, you know, after you get going, you know, you do register uh, a respectable performance, uh, even though late in the game with the game on the line again, uh, the Redskins were able to put the ball on the ground and, and pound out uh, yardage, uh, even with um, – uh, they they kind of had exposed to what they wanted to do and yeah you know the um, uh, the Eagles were ready for it and they they put the ball back on the ground and started pounding it again so uh, that that doesn't uh, that doesn't say much for them you know that 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 is uh, <clears throat> that's a bit frustrating no this is a theme that's been uh, going on for. A couple of years now. If you remember back when they played the uh, Redskins in the uh, 2008 season, there was a situation. Uh, the Redskins, it was very similar. They were uh, up by a, a small margin late in the game, and the Eagles actually stopped them. It was uh, fourth and one, and uh, Clinton, Clinton Portis and the offensive lineman said to Jim Zorn, like, you know, uh, we can get this. Uh, let us go after them one more time. And sure enough, they just Blew the Eagles uh, lineman off the uh, point of attack and picked up the first down. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. It's um, you know I, I think it's the kind of thing where 
you know, people are, are going to talk about it. You know, and, and you know how it is that uh, uh, just like in any professional sport, once they get a beat on you, once they say, oh, he has trouble with this or that, then that's what you see, you know. That's what you see. You're going to see that. Until you can you know? prove you can stop it. Yep, they're going to go after it. That's right. Uh, they they know what your weakness is, and that's what they're going to uh, go after. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, they're going to they're going after it, and they're going to go after it in the worst way. And um, either you're going to prove that you can stop it, or you could very well wind up in a situation where um, you know. That's all you see forever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so. So it, it is It is a frustrating situation. But anyway, um, so, we, you know, we talked a bit about the uh, the Eagles and, and their, and their uh, run problems. Now, uh, we got Stuart Bradley. You know, he returned. Uh, you're impressed with the way he played? Uh, what are your reaction is, uh, you know, talking about uh, Stuart Bradley? Uh, he he really didn't have a good game last week. Uh, uh, certainly not early on, anyway. Now there was a play early on where it looked like he missed uh, Clinton Portis twice, and it reminded me of the uh, play from the NFC Championship game against the Carolina Panthers when Mark Simino missed Sean Foster twice on a play at the goal line, and then later Bradley got a late start on a play that led to a Chris Cooley touchdown, and it was a big difference in the game. Uh, and I think Stuart Bradley's a better player than that, and I would expect him to bounce back. But last week he wasn't on his game, and it cost the team. Yeah, it did uh, definitely look. Even on that play, uh, the touchdown play, it, it looks like almost something that the um, the Redskins knew uh, they were going to force him to to, to uh, make some type of a change. And right away, when uh, McNabb dropped, he's looking that way right away. Gets the ball to Cooley. And you can tell that Cooley's the guy that he uh, probably over there that he has the most confidence in, and, and rightfully so, uh, because he's he's definitely he's probably their most um, consistent uh, you know receiver in that he catches the ball, uh, he's where he's supposed to be, and he catches the football. Uh, so you know right away he gets the ball to him and. It was just a split second, and but that's all. That's all the game is. The, the, the game is a split second here, a split second there. You know, one player is is uh, ready, and um, you know, uh, one player is in a position where he's uh, ready to make the play. The other position, other player is a uh, a half a step late. You know, not a full step late, a half a step late. And because they're half a step late, bam, that's who gets beat. You know, that's that's the way the NFL is. I mean, um, you know, it's not 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 uh, it's not uh, you know somebody's got to be late for a minute. No, they got to be late a split second, not even a second. If they're behind uh, a split second, that's what you know will cost them. And so that. That's the way it is. Uh, that's the way the NFL is. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, he just wasn't on his game there uh, totally. Now, Brandon Graham, who is uh, really, he's going to be sat down too. you got the Juque Parker. I learned that today. Juque Parker will be starting at the left defensive end spot, uh, basically because of the run game. They want uh, to get a, little, a guy a little bigger in there. Um, so far, your impressions of uh, Brandon Graham? Well, so far, like he hasn't had great numbers. He got, did get the one sack in Detroit, but in these early games, he has been able to get some good pressure, whether it's been from the end spot or when they played him as a tackle. Like I think the sacks will come in due time, but right now, like I understand he's being bothered by his ankle a little bit. Maybe uh, some less snaps will preserve his um, effectiveness. Maybe just uh, use him in our uh, third downs for uh, pass rushing situations then. But I think I think in time, like you'll see the numbers come, and you'll you'll feel his impact a little more as the season goes along. Okay, sounds good. Uh, we'll be back on the other side for more of G Cobb in the house, and uh, we'll talk to you in a minute. 
Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. G. Cobb back with you on uh, G. Cobb in the house and... uh being joined by Denny Basins, and uh, we've been talking about the uh, uh, the Phillies. We started out, you know, having a discussion about the Phillies, and also uh, talking about the uh, you know the the Eagles. Um, you see, the Phillies are still uh, trailing three to nothing uh, over at the uh, Citizens Bank Park. A couple home runs by uh, the the. Uh, the Reds and a couple errors by uh, Chase Utley has got the fills in the hole, uh, but um, we'll have to see. You know, uh, and they're down. Four uh, it's four to nothing now. Oh boy! Yeah, they wasted an opportunity in the uh, bottom of the fourth inning too. They had a. Uh... Ryan Howard and Jason Worth on first and second with a one out and a Jimmy Rollins hitting to a double play. Is that so? Yeah. Well, you know, they just have to keep on going now. Uh, you know, this uh, kind of thing, boy. Uh, you know that uh, I'm not I'm not so familiar with the picture the pitcher uh, pitching for uh, the Reds. What who is that pitching for the Reds? You know, uh, that'd be uh, Bronson Arroyo. He's a guy. He's been around. Okay, a Arroyo. Bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Roy is pitching for him. Um, obviously, he's doing a pretty good job so far, but, you know, it's only four innings. He's uh, he's only pitched four innings so far. So, you know, they just got to uh, keep the pressure on him, go up there. You know, it's, uh, good at-bats is the key. You know, you got to have good at-bats uh, because you, you don't want to give a guy a break. And, you know, if you got you got a good pitcher and, and – um, you you are uh, you're making a point to not not give him a break. You know, at some point or another, you're going to um, you're going to get some success against him. You know, so um, uh, now we talked about the um, uh, the fills and stuff, and we'll continue talking about the fills and everything as we look at those games. Uh, now the Eagles, uh, you know, I I really uh, in looking at the uh, the practices and everything, I could see where 
I think that the, you know the Eagles are going to be trying uh, to get the ball out of uh, Kevin Cobb's hand is, is something that you would expect, and uh, I expect the um, the Niners to come be coming at them with all guns, you know. Uh, so it's a matter of is he going to get the ball out of his hand, or are the uh, is he going to be able to get the ball out of his hands, and you know are the Eagles going to be able to uh you know to cover i mean are they going to be able to you know uh to cover for him that that's the, that's the whole thing that's what it comes down to i mean uh can they uh get somebody open is he going to be able to get that ball out of his hands cuz you can see that uh you know there's some panicking going on when um when when he when he gets the ball i mean you can see that you know there's panicking that goes on when you know uh, Kevin Cobb is in the in the pocket, he doesn't want to hold the ball for a split second, and because of that, you know he you know he has problems you know uh, you know and he got the mistakes and everything. But I I just don't see uh, I don't know how much he's going to be able to get the ball downfield into the hands of the people uh, that are the ones that could you know. Uh, to make some good things happen, you know, that's the problem. Now, now, what 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 is your what is your take on that? Well, yeah, now they they what Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin do really well is uh, get open uh, deep down the field. Like this has been a, a big play offense for the last couple of years. They've relied on that deep ball, and to this point, Kevin Cobb hasn't been able to complete those passes. Uh, either he hasn't had the time, or he hasn't been willing to take a chance or when he has it hasn't worked out very well there was a play last week where he had to show on Jackson but the ball wasn't able to get to him and it was incomplete on the uh, sidelines but yeah and with Kevin Cobb last week there were way too many check downs especially late in the game when you're trying to come back like a little uh, five to eight yard passes I mean that's not that's not enough you got to do better than that you have to be able to take advantage of the skills that your receivers have. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think there's a reason uh, for concern. I mean, and I think that um, as long as he's in there, uh, you know, you got, you got um, you know, people that are going to say, you know what, we dare this boy. We don't think this guy can get the ball out there. And we know under pressure he can't get it out there. Um, you know, when he's, when he's set his feet and, and he steps up into the throw, he might be able to get it out there, but we we know he can't get it out there uh, if you know we, we're putting pressure on him and he can't step up. And I I think that's one of the things that um, is going to lead teams to really, like I said, come after him uh, with all uh, guns blazing. You know, so that's what I expect. And I I don't know how much whether they'll just blitz. But I imagine they'll, they'll try to do something where uh, they get their um, they let their 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 uh, defensive front see if they can get there without blitzing. Now, if they could get there without blitzing, you know, then you know that that's even more trouble because that means you know they're not taking a big chances deep, and uh, you know that 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 means even more problems. So it'll be interesting to see how that that takes out. But that's one of the big things going to be happening. Now, um, uh, we know that uh, LaShawn McCoy worked out today. He practiced. I, I don't know how much he could play. Um, he, he could play some. The whole thing is, if you got rib problems, if you get hit on them, you're not going to be in there too long, you know. It's as simple as that. I mean, you, you got a guy carrying the ball, boom, he's hit. Uh, and I don't know how long he stays in there, you know. So and and then the other thing that concerns that you wonder is uh, should you be letting the guy play? I mean, are you going to end up losing him for more time down the road? Is he going to damage uh, the ribs to where he's going to end up, you know, missing a good deal of time when he could have been a situation where you know he misses some time, he comes back, you got him, and you know because because you gave him enough time. Uh, to get healthy, you know. So, what, what's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, you know, I think under normal circumstances now, if you had like a a running back behind him that the team had confidence in, like a Carell Buckhalter type that you could get by with for a week and know that this guy can get you through the game and make plays for you, and that maybe LaShawn McCoy would be sat down for a week, but right now, now I don't you know, know just interesting. Uh, excuse me. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that um, they trust uh, Mike Bell or Elder Buckley enough to sit LaShawn McCoy down. And McCoy's been one of the uh, brightest spots on the offense so far this season, other than his uh, fumble last week that helped cost the game. Well, you know, the, the thing that I thought, and I you know, apologize for you know cutting in on you there, oh, the okay. thing that I had jumped in my mind was Corwell Buckhalter. Now, what was he doing last week? This is a guy they got rid of. Now, what was he doing last week? Corel Buckhalter was helping the the Broncos. Uh, I forgot who they they beat last night. I mean, last uh, week with the, uh, a late late catch he made that scored a touchdown to win. And uh, you know they got rid of him. He, he's not good enough to play here anymore. And you go out and you get Mike Bell. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you this: I don't think Mike Bell is a good pass receiver. No, no, he hasn't shown that so far. No, not at all. And, and really, to and I can tell you this, that you think about Kevin Cobb, you think about what transpired last week, you think about getting the ball out of his hand and all of that. All of that, to me, it equals throwing the ball to the backs. Yeah, a lot of checkdowns like you had last week. And it, yeah, I mean, so I, I see some throw. of that. And if they're going to throw the ball to the back some, I'll tell you, I, I don't see, uh, you know, one of the things I don't see is I don't see Mike Bell as the guy that I want to be throwing the ball to because, uh, uh, you know, his ability as a receiver is not, you know, where, uh, is, 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 you know, he just doesn't have it what I would want. I mean, I, I don't, he doesn't catch the ball as well, as, of course, as, as McCoy. Uh, he doesn't run routes as good. He is a running back. His strength is running the ball. And he doesn't seem to have the burst that he used to have. No, again, he just hasn't, like you said, there's just been no um, burst, no no electricity with him when he gets the uh, ball. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's problematic when you're thinking about a team where uh, you know that uh, Kevin Cobb likes to get rid of the ball, he's going to take the short throws, take the short option. you got a running back that uh, will probably play most of the game who just doesn't catch the ball well, just to be flat-out honest about it. Doesn't catch the ball real well. Anyway, we'll be back on the other side. Uh, we got about ten minutes or so, uh, and uh, we'll continue on g Cobb in the House. We'll be back with you in a moment. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There'll be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network. We talk about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and how to get more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they're also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. Tune in every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time to IS Outdoors with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Take the bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. G. Cobb back with you on G. Cobb in the house. And uh, we've got uh, Denny Basins uh, on the line, and uh, we've been discussing uh, the Phillies uh, and their game uh, at Citizens Bank Park. They're uh, uh, in a situation now where they're uh, trailing four to nothing uh, in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, Branson Arroyo has, uh, or is it Ransom, or is it Branson? Uh, Bronson. Bronson. Uh, you know, Bronson Arroyo has done a good job of. Uh, Taming them so far, and uh, they've been after uh, Roy Oswalt. I mean, uh, tagging him for four runs. Uh, three of them are earned. Uh, you have uh, two home runs, and um, I saw a sacrifice fly there by uh, uh, Joey Vada. Is it? Is it? I don't know why. <laughs> it, is, 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 is it is? No, it's, is it Vada? Joey Vada. Yeah, Joey Votto, not Votto, uh, Joey Votto, and uh, who's probably going to be, uh, well, got a good chance of being the, the league MVP. Uh, but, um, you know, so far, you know, it hasn't been going the way they would have liked it to, at least not yet. You know, uh, uh, things could change around, and, uh, you know, the the Phils are um, capable of, of getting some things going and, you know, look up and all of a sudden, you know, they're back in the game, so... No reason for them to uh, to panic. Uh, you know, right now they they got some of a you know they got a shot now. Here you you got uh, in a situation where you got two guys on, two outs. Placido Polanco, one of their better hitters, up at the plate. And I I, I didn't I didn't see it. I guess um, um, Shane Victorino did he single or did he? Uh, yeah, the, walk? Um, they had a ball on. Bounce off the uh, second fielder, second baseman's uh, glove, so he was able to reach like that. I don't know if they okay. count that as a hey, well, Harvard, uh, you know how you, how you get on doesn't matter, but <laughs> oh yeah, but um, but you know uh, it, it it doesn't take much for them to to put themselves in a position where you know they they just need to get on the board, you know, uh, like a single here by uh, Polanco would you know give them a run. Uh, who knows if they were able to get another one? But you know, you just you you got to keep that pressure on them. You know, uh, teams not playing the pressure. If they're up four runs, you know, they 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 don't have the pressure. Okay. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> okay. You know, that's, break that's, there. Yeah. So you you got uh, you know Scott Rowland there is a hot. He, he's got to make that play. 
as a veteran guy, you expect better of him. Yeah, he's, he's you know you're talking about a Golden Glover. He's a Golden Glove third baseman. So, so was the, was the uh, the ball to the second baseman? Was it? Oh, he's got to make that play. Come on. Absolutely. He's got to make that play. He's got to make. And then and then he almost threw it away. I mean, he's got to make that play. I'm sorry. Oh, time for uh, Chase Utley to earn some redemption here. Yeah, he could. Yeah, this is uh. Yeah, they're, they're definitely. I mean, goodness, they're they're not helping Arroyo out at all. I mean, goodness. Yeah, this is what happened to Oswalt in the second inning. Yeah, you and got basically. Uh, you know, I mean, come on, uh, Scott Rowland with that booting a ball like that. I'm sure the fans love that. Yeah, I know they. I know they love that. I. Uh, but a boot a ball there, boy. You know, if he gets out of this bench. You know, because you know you you got Utley here who can uh, who could tie this game up. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be a shock. I mean, you know, you you got to come to him. You got the bases loaded. You know, you, he's got to he got to go in there. I mean, he's got Ryan Howard coming up after him. So uh, out of all the times that you're gonna you're gonna do that, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, I know uh, Roy can be happy about. That kind of situation. So he's, you know, he's, he's got to come to him. Yeah, and you're gonna got Utley's got a chance to redeem himself. But uh, that that's inexcusable, really. By you know, I don't know, I don't know, I didn't see what the the ball was to the second baseman. What was was his was it, was it an error? Uh, was it was a tough, it was a or no? He he was uh, diving the. Make a stop, but it bounced off of his glove and rolled behind him a little bit. So that wasn't an error. That was really probably a hit. A hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that Scott Rowland one. Now that was an error. Absolutely. You know, you, you got to. Uh... Okay, you got to. You got to make it. Okay, Arroyo, he's down. Oh man. Now he, he made some great pitches on Utley. Um. The other time, you know, he struck him out. I mean, he had. One pitch, it was. It looked like man, it, it, it was so much movement on it. But now he's right away, boy. He's talking about in the hole, and really, uh, let's see. Um, I don't know how how did how did the uh, first batter. I don't know how gun. I saw. Um, oh, it was a base hit for uh, Raul Abanez. Then uh, Dominic Brown hit a ball in the infield, but they only got one out. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, uh, appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take it easy, Denny. Thanks, Jim. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.